Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Career Catharsis Show. I'm your host, Neha Koram. Today, I will be chatting with the lovely Laura Beauparlant, founder of Lab Creative. Laura has been working with small business owners to develop authentic brands that resonate and stick with the market. To find out more on how to craft a compelling brand that feels authentic, stay tuned. Hi, Laura. So glad to be chatting with you today on the Career Catharsis Show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'd love for our listeners to get a better understanding of your background and what it is that you do. Oh, wow. That's, there's like multiple parts to that. So um, I'll tell you a bit about where I am now, and then I can kind of backtrack and, and tell you how I got here. So I'm the founder and creative director of, brand, of Lab Creative. Sorry. It's, uh, brand Camp is my program. So Lab Creative is my business, and I'm all about helping entrepreneurs find their magic and pair that with our chemistry in order to create really explosive results for their business. Mm. So it's not just about branding. It's not just about design. It's about being our clients creative partner as they, you know, brand and launch this new business or, or new version of their business into the world. So we work with solo entrepreneurs, small businesses, people that are, you know, doing a lot of the pieces themselves and they're feeling stuck and frustrated and they're having trouble standing out in their industry. And I understand that because I'm a small business owner. I worked for by myself for many years. I've been, I've actually been an entrepreneur for 17 years. So I understand where people are coming from. And I use not just my branding knowledge, but my, my knowledge and experience with being an entrepreneur for this long to really help them maybe skip some of the mistakes that I made right. earlier on in the journey, which I think is really important. So that's where I am now. Now, Lab Creative has been around for five years. Actually, it'll be five years in April that I officially launched Lab Creative and my signature program, which is Brand Camp. And so much has happened in that time. But before that, I actually had a totally different business, which was designing custom wedding stationery. Mm. So I had that business for 12 years. I started that in 2004. And before that, I was living abroad and working in design. And so I think I always knew somewhere deep down that I was going to be an entrepreneur, that I wanted to forge my own path. Um, And so this is my second business. And I think what I've learned is that I've learned so many things, Mm -hmm. but I, I got to a place with my old business where I didn't love it anymore. And I knew I needed a big shift. And I feel like with everything that's happened in the last year, a lot of people are thinking about their businesses and going, is this the right direction? Should I keep going down this road? Do I pivot? Do I like, what does that look like? And I think now is the perfect opportunity for people to really go, is this what I really want to be doing? 
and not just go in a direction because that's where you're being pushed, but like, what is it I really want for my business? And so that's really, that brings me back to today that I've really set up my business in a way that I didn't have to do a big pivot. I had to shift a few things, but now I'm able to help more people. So that's sort of the, it's a very roundabout way of, of telling yeah. you about where I've come from to get to where I am today. That's fantastic. I think a lot of individuals out there that are looking to embark on the entrepreneurship journey or have been at it for a few years, you know, just going back to what you said that you had a different business altogether when you started and 17 years later, now you've built this brand that is having its fifth year anniversary in April. So early congratulations for that. And your Thank signature you. program, Brand Camp, I've, I've been seeing a lot about it on social media. And it does look like really, really a small community of people that are coming together to really identify the mission, the intent and the purpose behind what it is that they're doing. So kind of what you shared about your story so far and what you do is kind of identifying that why behind the brand. And it can be a bit messy for people that are just diving into it. So really curious to know, you know, what is your advice for marketers, founders, or anyone working on their personal brand when it comes to showing up online? Since a lot of us are having to do this online and field marketing is kind of taking a step back. Like what, what do you think people can do around that? Oh, so many things, but you really touched on it with the, with why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. That's a really important part of my brand camp process because your why can lead everything you do. If you're clear on why you started this business or why you got into a certain industry and you have that clearly articulated and written down, it becomes like a sign, you know, a, a marker. It's that it brings you back every time you, there's a new opportunity, a new idea you have for a product or a program, a client, whatever, a direction. If you go back to that why statement and go, does this name the thing get me closer to my vision or my goal or further? And if the answer is closer, then yes, explore that opportunity. If it's no, then it's a no, you know, don't move forward. So there's so many, we get distracted by shiny objects and all the things that like, ooh, maybe I should do that. Ooh, maybe I should try that. But when you really understand why you created something, it'll be so much easier to attract the right clients, attract the right potential employees if you're hiring people, and just stay on track with what you're doing. It doesn't mean your why won't change over time, but when you have that, it helps make it so much easier for you to write, create content, create programs, create offerings when it comes from that place. And I really believe in creating a heart-to-heart -heart connection with your audience. And that's when you tap into their values and their challenges. And it's when you are really authentic in your brand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were saying, what advice would I give? It's like really looking at what is the path that you can forge for yourself instead of following in, in other people's footprints, right? Because when we do that, we're just going to be the, you know, the little sister or this, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. we're never going to necessarily pass them because we're on their path. We're not on our own path. And I often share the story that I used to straighten my hair mm -hmm. and because I thought people would take me more seriously and 
you know, yada, 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 all the reasons why I was young. And, and I thought, okay, that's one thing I'll look more professional. And when I actually started embracing my curls a few years ago, people were like, oh, that's so like, who is this woman? Like, and I really, it was like, I was almost hiding a part of myself by straightening my hair. And it might sound trite to some people, but my big transformation really started when I started to actually even just embrace my curls, which you can't see right now because it's up, but you know, it's really, you know, my photographs started to look more authentic. I come across in videos more authentically. I started writing more authentically because I realized that that was more true to me. Mm-hmm. And when I was hiding and trying to pretend to be something I wasn't, or trying to look and sound like other people, that it wasn't getting me anywhere. And as soon as I really started to embrace my opinion and who I am, mm-hmm. I started to realize I started attracting way more of the people that bring me joy in what I do. I love that. So it's almost like your authenticity is your signature, right? It's part of something unique that is going to not only feel natural to you, but help you attract, hopefully, people that are more aligned with the business. So clients and, you know, um, communities that I guess are a bit more natural. So I love that analogy and experience that you shared. Thank you. Um, Something else that you mentioned about finding your path and and not necessarily stepping in other people's footprints and, um, you know, just backing up a little bit on the why behind that path. So it's almost like your why is your direction, not your destination, right? So I love that you said something love that you said that it's something that can change over time. I think sometimes people hesitate in taking a leap in a certain direction because they're like, but what if my mind changes? Um, So I like that you touched on that's okay. Things will change, you know, directions are, you know, not linear necessarily. Um, Exactly. Yeah. So I guess that's a challenge that might come up in, in, you know, your line of work, but I'm curious to know, how do you kind of, um, help clients that may be facing that as a challenge or like, what is the number one challenge, if not that for, for your clients? Yeah, I think two things that come up the most is clarity and confidence. Mm -hmm. People aren't clear in their own messaging. They're, they're competing against the world in essence, because we're all virtual and so many businesses are, are now global or at least you know, across their own country or province or state or whatever. Mm-hmm. So our, our competition pool actually just increased mm-hmm. as well as our opportunities. So it's not about being the loudest voice in the room, but it's about having a voice that people listen to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really important to, to note in this entire thing is that it's not just about having this big, bold brand that if that's not you, then that's not you, but it's, it's really showing up authentically and consistently. And when you have the clarity and confidence in your messaging, your personality, what you stand for, like what is the position you have in your industry, then everything you do comes across with more, um, more focus and more authenticity when you have that. And I've worked with a lot of, you know, different types of businesses, but whenever I've worked with people who are in the same industry, we've done a lot of work for naturopaths, people in the wellness space. And 
you know, they all have the same training, but they all, everyone brings something unique to the table with their skills and their background and their personality. And so every single brand we've created for a naturopath, they have completely different messaging, completely different visuals, because they're not, we're looking at what their competitors are doing to make sure that we don't look and sound anything like them. Right. That's really what I see the purpose of doing competitive research is what colors are they using? What fonts are they using? Are they consistent? Are they, you know, what are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? What can I do differently? Mm-hmm. So that's where the forging your own path comes into play because you're not going, oh, I'm just going to emulate this person and steal their content and say exactly the same thing, but in, insert my business name or my name here, mm-hmm. which happens. It's about going, okay, that's what they're doing. That's awesome for them. How am I going to package this up? How am I going to offer this? Even though we have the same background, we all have an opportunity to create a really unique way that we offer what we do. Love that. Yeah, I think doing that competitor research and making sure that you are finding your own voice there and having your own messaging is so key. That's oftentimes why I myself am attracted to certain brands. So a question that I have around balancing one's brand, you know, with maybe, I guess, a lot of the advice out there around vulnerability. I think this is something I've heard you talk about a lot. So balancing one's brand, how does that channel results in business? Yeah. And it's, it's so funny. I'm actually reading Brene Brown's book, Mm -hmm. uh, Daring Greatly right now. And it's so, so interesting because I think she's got so much such great insights into the topic of vulnerability. And I really agree with a lot of what she said. However, I think a lot of people have gone, oh, I need to be vulnerable. And they're just like, on social media. (laughs) And it's not working, right? It's when you're in the middle of a crisis, that is not the time to go on social media and like air your laundry, right? Mm -hmm. It's, you are allowed to keep things close to the, closer to the chest find your close confidence, find the people that, that can be there and help you through that. But if you go on social media or you get on a stage or you do something where you put yourself out there like that, it can be really hard to come back from that. When people go, Ooh, they're really struggling. I don't know if they're going to be in business still. Mm-hmm. I don't, she's, they're not like, they're not in a good headspace to, to, to work with them. So I'm not going to hire them. Like it can really hurt your business. I've heard, I remember hearing a couple of speakers a number of years ago, back when we could go to events in person. Um, and you know, over the course of a couple of months, I heard two speakers and I was physically uncomfortable listening Mm -hmm. to them. I was like, I wanted to flee the room. And my immediate thought was I would never hire this person Mm -hmm. because they just, I'm like, they're still dealing with whatever that is. Right. And so has my perception changed of those people? I haven't really given it much thought, but probably not. So once that's done, it can be really hard to undo it. Mm-hmm. What I believe you need to do, and, and you may have seen this that mm-hmm. I've shared, is to teach from your scars, not from your wounds. Right. So if it's like a big gaping wound, that is not the time to share it. You are not ready. You're still dealing with it. Find the people you can trust to share that with and work through it. When you teach from your scars, it's healed. 
you've moved past it. You, you know, you can take the learnings from whatever happened and share that if it is relevant to your audience and your business. Mm -hmm. You don't have to share every story. Just because it happened to you doesn't mean you have to share everything. You are entitled to a private life. And it's not about hiding, but it's like, is this story relevant? Will this help my audience in some way with their business or whatever it is that I do for them? So you, can, you actually get to curate your vulnerable stories. I believe you should. Yeah, no, I love that. Curating your vulnerable stories, right? So I think there's such a difference between teaching from your scars versus teaching from your wounds. I, I love that line. So I think that's a really key key distinction because we do hear this a lot, right? That um, everybody currently, you know, is talking about embracing vulnerability. And something else that I actually saw you post recently, and I'd love for you to kind of expand on is I saw a quote from you and it, it goes, leaders don't wear slippers. So, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> it, is, it is a bold one. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's one that I would love for you to expand on um, because, you know, there's some of us that might be like, oh, wait, hang on. I take all my Zoom calls and my PJs and my, you know, bare feet. And, you know, um, I thought this is a time for us all to just embrace, you know, our normalcy. But at the same time, you know, I love, I love the other perspective because there is, there's some validity there. And I'd love for you to kind of weigh in and expand on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got way less unfollows on that post than I expected <laughs> in an email. I was like, how many people are going to be really offended by this? Mm -hmm. So I can actually take this back to when I started my first business. I was working from home. I worked from home for 11, 12 years yeah. uh, originally. And of course now we're back working from home again. So at least I have that experience. But every day I got up and I showered and I put on makeup and I did my hair. I didn't know. And people are like, why don't you just work in your pajamas? I'm like, I have no idea how my day is going to unfold. I don't know if somebody's going to show up, want a book appointment, if I'm going to, you know, at the time there wasn't Zoom calls, but mm -hmm. I felt more prepared. I never, I'm like, I'm not going to be in the right mental state if I'm in my pajamas working. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was a way for me to like, this is how I start my day. It was part of my morning routine. And I personally just felt so much better when I actually put pants on. Like I have, I'm wearing jeans right now. I've been, yeah. I haven't been the one of those people in like pajamas or yoga pants for the last year, even though you can't see yeah. and you know, anything below my waist. Um, but the idea of, of, you know, leaders don't wear slippers. It was meant to be a little bit uh, of a bold statement yeah. because what I found is I was working at home wearing my slippers all the time, just like everybody. And I decided um, to start putting on shoes when I was getting onto Zoom calls or on a sales call or on something where I was speaking so that I had this moment where I'm like, I'm now stepping into my leadership shoes. Right. And there's something fundamentally mind altering when you step into a different state, when you're talking to somebody about business or talking to a potential client or doing a video on Zoom. It doesn't matter if people can't see it. Mm -hmm. It's about how you feel, right? It's the reason why we love to get like, you know, I mean, maybe not everybody, but like dressed up, 
get your heels on, go to go dancing, go and feel, you just mm -hmm. feel powerful and strong. And we've lost that because we're working from home and people aren't dressing up or they're like, I haven't showered in days. I'm like, <laughs> I just never understood. Like, that's just not me. But right. I don't want people to take this the wrong way either that I'm like, you have to be dressed a certain way. Right. If, if it's a hoodie and sneakers and that is how you show yeah. up as a leader, yeah. then show up that way as a leader. doesn't mean you have to wear makeup as a woman. doesn't yeah. mean you have to look like me or how I dress. This is how I dress as a leader. Yeah. How do you dress as a leader? Mm -hmm. And it could be that you're sitting there in heels while you're on a call, or it could be that you have some, you know, like whatever that is, it's about defining your own style because yeah. the way you show up in your clothes is part of your brand. What I'm wearing now is part of my brand because this is who I am. And so I think it's important for people to realize I'm not telling you what kind of shoes to wear. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, what, you, you know, that, that idea of just not wearing leaders don't wear slippers was meant to be thought provoking. Go, wow. how do I show up? How am I dressing? You know, you think about that phrase, you dress for the job you want. Mm -hmm. And what are you dressing for? Absolutely. I love that. And I really like you expanding on the idea of, you know, what is your style as a leader? You know, if it's a hoodie and sneakers, like the idea is, you know, you're getting out there, right? Even if you're on Zoom, you're presenting yourself to the world and just that mindset shift, you know, I think is huge. So I, I do think after reading that, it kind of made me reconsider as well. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. And, and yeah, I think sometimes it's difficult to get all the context when there's just a few words, but to your point, it's a bold statement and really, really appreciate your perspective around that. Um, yeah. So I would love to also know if you have any advice for individuals out there that are new to developing a brand, right? So we've kind of talked a little bit about what it takes, but what would your advice be to any newbies that are either starting their own venture or new to personal branding? Yeah. And we work with a, a mix of people who are rebranding an existing business mm -hmm. or starting a brand new business. And you know, there's maybe a little bit more of the learning curve for the newbies as you put them because they're, they, they don't have any of that entrepreneurial experience. Mm -hmm. The reality is that the, the advice really is the same. It's really understanding like what makes you different in your space, whether it's a, a rebranding an old business or starting from scratch, like who are you? What do you bring that is different from everybody else? And what is what is the personality you can bring to the, to this business? Why do you want to do what you do? Like there's so many things to really get clear on understanding the audience and it's also getting the support, right? Like nobody can do these things in a bubble. Even I hired somebody to help me with branding when I re when I created lab creative, cause I knew I was too close to it. And this is what I do for a living. So it's about finding the right people to help you along your journey. So is that a bookkeeper? Is that a business coach? Is that somebody to help you with your branding? You know, and I realize you can't always do all of these things at once, but to me, understanding the foundation of your brand, which is what I do with my clients through Brand Camp, 
that foundation sets you up for success no matter what you go on to do. And it's because then you have that clarity and confidence and the language you need to attract the right people. And it gives you that focus, right? So many times as entrepreneurs or new businesses, or whatever you're, you have so many different, you're like, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And like, you just need somebody to help you distill it down into something really, really concise so that you are clear, you know, yes, what are my goals for the next three months, six months, year? Who do I need to help me? And what do I want to be known for? Like, why am I starting this business? So just getting that clarity and confidence, because if you just go, oh my God, there's so many people doing what I do. And there is in every industry. It can be overwhelming. It can make you go, oh my God, should I even bother starting this? There's so many people already offering this. And my, my answer is, of course you should. If it's something you really want to build and you've got something really interesting or an interesting take on what it is that you're doing. But if everybody just thought, oh, there's a lot of competition, I'm not even going to bother. Mm-hmm. Then nobody would ever start anything. I, I, if I had thought that when I started Lab Creative, I would have gone, oh my God, there's like 50,000 companies offering something similar to what I do. Right. And, and you know, if I had let that stop me, I wouldn't be here today. And even since then, I've honed even further. So now I know, you know, we have a really unique approach to what we do. And I've honed that over the years. But I think it's just getting that clarity and confidence so that you can start putting yourself out into the world. I love that. Starting with clarity and confidence. And for sure, I think a lot of individuals, when they get really excited about an idea that they have and they do that initial analysis of who else is doing this, they might be overwhelmed, especially yeah. now that you can easily do a Google search and you just see, you know, there's endless pages of <laughs> similar ideas, right? Um, and I think generations tend to move in a certain way where, you know, even when I was naming my own business, Beam Career Coaching, I I Googled it and I realized there's, oh, wow, just in the past year alone, so many people have come up with similar names. It just seems like, you know, everyone's kind of on the same wavelength, if you will, you know, over Mm -hmm. the ages. Um, But I think that just is sort of a testament also to the need and the demand for, you know, a certain approach and going earlier to that earlier point that you made about what's unique about about you and how are you different, right? There's always room for everyone to succeed with their brand when there's something unique about them. And something you said about how you even hired somebody to help you with your branding with Lab Creative because you were too close to it, that really, you know, resonates with me too. I think sometimes we're we're blinded when when you know it's our baby. It's it's something that we hold so dear. Um, that sometimes we need that level of objectivity, but also the experience of, you know, an outsider that's done it a thousand times. So really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I found that most of the time when I work with my clients, mm-hmm. it's something that they already know, or they've already, you know, it's usually staring them right in the face, mm-hmm. but they can't see it because they can't, they're too close to it. They're like, Oh, what did I just say? Or what, <laughs> you know, and, and because they're just, they're like, oh, that makes me unique because we're so used to ourselves and what we're really good at that we don't realize that that is what is our secret weapon mm-hmm. and what makes us really unique. And so we need that outside perspective 
to, to really help pull that out. Love it. Love it. Love it. So shifting back to your personal career narrative, what would you say keeps you motivated? Ooh, uh, you know, just that it's really the relationships. It's the people I get to work with and how I see that it impacts their lives and their businesses and their confidence and what they're able to do. I mean, that brings me so much joy. And so I'm like, I just want to do that all the time. And then the, you know, bringing it to life visually, I have a designer who works with me. And so seeing her translate like the written words that we've come up with into the visual expression of the brand, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a, as a, I have a background in design, my, like I studied graphic design, um, you know, 25 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. So that to me is such a part of who I am. So like seeing that come to life is so important, but to me, it's really that impact and how I know that I inspire people in what I do. Even that post about the leaders don't wear slippers. I've been on you know, a mastermind call or speaking with different people and the messages I've gotten and people like, oh my gosh, you, you know, I put on lipstick today for a zoom call. You inspired me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, or like I started upping my game. I started, you know, presenting myself better when I'm on camera. And so people are paying attention and they're making small changes to how they're showing up because Mm -hmm. of what I'm doing and saying. And so that is such a privilege. And I love that I can help be a guide for others. Love it. Absolutely. You know, I've been inspired too. And and that's a reason why I invited you to the show. So really, really thankful and grateful to have you in my network and to be sharing all your advice right now. Um, Yeah. I, I would love to also know what is a highlight of your career. If there's one moment that you can look back on that maybe brings you joy there's probably been so many I know (laughs) that's a tough one yeah I you know my book launch party was pretty special yeah no that was um actually it's coming up on two years it was April 1st uh 2019 and it was just such a labor of love and and just having this room full of people there that love me and support me and and wanted to be there to celebrate was so meaningful. And, you know, adding that, that title of author was, was pretty amazing. And then I would say, you know, the other time was probably the first time I, I spoke internationally on a stage mm. that was, you know, I spoke uh, an, a few years ago in front of about 600 people in Mexico. And it was like my biggest audience international. It's like, all right, like I'm, you know, sometimes I look at, you know, my, my descriptor, descriptors of like Laura Bopala, international speaker, author, you know, and it's like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. really cool. And, and even I have to remind myself mm-hmm. or my, my people have to remind me to stop and appreciate yeah. those moments because I have a tendency to just like, okay, I've done it. Check. Let's move oh, on. Yeah. And we often don't stop to celebrate the, the accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And so that was really, it's been really important for me to like, just take note of the things that I've accomplished and be so proud of what I've built in the last five years. 
I love that. Absolutely. You know, it just makes me think of there's a line out there somewhere where it happens slowly and then it happens all at once. Right. So I I just think that taking that time to really look where I was five years ago and what I've done and, you know, even just looking at your headline, especially as somebody in branding, I'm sure you pay attention to, to that on a regular basis. Um, You know, how are you presenting yourself out there? What words are you using? But then to kind of appreciate what that means, you know, and, and to have a fresh set of eyes on it. um, So important. So thanks for sharing. My pleasure. Yeah. Is there any final words of advice for our listeners on today's call? Oh, wow. Um, you know, have, have a supportive group of people behind you. I mean, there's a lot you can do yourself, but it can be lonely and don't, you don't know everything. And so having those people you can go to, whether it's a mastermind group or a business coach or you know, surround yourself with people that believe in you and what you're doing so that they're going to help lift you up as opposed to kind of pull you back down. And the worst thing you can be as an entrepreneur surrounded by people who don't understand what you're doing and just want you to get a real job, (laughs) you know, like that's, that can be a challenge when you're constantly feel like you're, you're on this uphill battle and you don't have that support. So I think, I think that's really important to have people who who have your back and will support you when you're celebrating the wins or you know crying because of the the failures or seemingly something that was a failure. Mhm. Yeah, I love that. I think leaning into our support networks is a huge one, especially diving into the entrepreneurship journey. It is, or it can be lonely. So whether it's finding other entrepreneurs or, you know, just kind of looking in your circle at who are my early brand champions, who's going to be there exactly. when, you know, I want to high five someone or need a, need a hug. So really love that. Exactly. Thanks so much, Laura. It was such a pleasure. My pleasure too. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Career Catharsis with founder of Lab Creative, Laura Beauparlant. We hope to have inspired you to lean into your authenticity at work and find balance in how you show up online or face-to-face to attract opportunities that are in alignment with your best self. For more details on how to work with Laura on your small business brand, or with myself on your career brand in your job search, visit the show notes. Subscribe to Stay in the Loop on Career Transformation Stories and see you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Career Catharsis Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode with somebody that you know to inspire someone to take the next step in their career. Send me your feedback at coach.neha.coram at gmail.com. Connect with me on Instagram at coach.neha or find me on LinkedIn. Simply type my name, Neha Coram, and you'll find me. Looking forward to connecting and see you next time.